0: Amen, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are, whether you're seated or standing, I'm going to ask you to put your hands together in celebration. Tonight is a night like that. I'm asking, celebrate, 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 you'll understand in a moment, but celebrate. This is not just a good bridge. This is who we are. We have come to celebrate. Tonight is a night that we will remember forever. We have come to celebrate. Celebrate. We have come to celebrate. Amen. Amen. Wherever you are in the world, and we thank you for that. We have come to celebrate, ladies and gentlemen, for a very simple reason. Good Friday is a celebration. Please be seated, ladies and gentlemen, if you are standing in the auditorium. Good Friday, ladies and gentlemen, is a celebration. It sounds to be a misnomer, but it's true. What are we celebrating? And I'll ask you to kindly write this down as we begin. That we are celebrating, ladies and gentlemen, The most successful event in human history. The most successful event in human history happened on Good Friday. Where Jesus Christ went to the cross to pay the price for our sins. It was and is the most successful event in human history for a very simple reason. It has had the greatest impact on human history, bar none. That is why we have come to celebrate. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) as we go into the word, I want you to please open your hearts. We have come to celebrate the most successful event in human history. The most successful. And please write this down under your notes, if you are taking notes, wherever you are, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world, please write this down. This is a phrase I would like you to remember throughout this particular Easter, and hopefully for the rest of your life, and it is this, that I am no longer a victim. I am no longer a victim. And the reason I say so is this, by definition, the word victim is speaking of someone who is unable to change their circumstances irrespective of the fact that they want to or that their circumstances are such that they are suffering or they are under some sort of oppression. But ladies and gentlemen, hear me well. Tonight, you do not qualify as a victim. I'm not saying that your circumstances or situations might not be adverse, that's not what I am saying, but I am saying that you are the victor, because of what Jesus has done, you, ladies and gentlemen, are the victor, not the victim, not the victim, and so ladies and gentlemen, I want you to please note five things, five things that I want you to keep in mind concerning the victory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the first one is this. What we're looking at, what has Jesus won for us on the cross? The first thing is this, is change. The possibility for a man to change from being one thing to another. The Bible says the following in John chapter 8, reading from verse 32. And the Bible says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That means, ladies and gentlemen, when you come to know the truth, who is Jesus Christ? John 14 verse 6 says, "I." Jesus speaking, and I am paraphrasing, Jesus says that I am the way, the truth And the life, no man comes unto the Father except by me. Meaning, when you know the truth, there is a change that happens. That's the first thing that Jesus gives us. He gives us the ability to change. And you say, from what to what? There are many things. Changing from being God's enemy to being his friend. From being broken to being restored. From being a sinner to being righteous. The Bible says at God's expense as you come to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you have the possibility or the ability to change. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, reading from verse 21, the Bible says that God made him to become sin who knew no sin at all. That we might become, because of his actions... The righteousness of God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, hear me well. What did Jesus win for you on the cross? The first thing is change. That means you can move from being a person that is unrighteous to a person that is righteous. Not because of what you have done, but because of what he has done. And because what he has done is successful, you now walk as a righteous person, whether you realize it or not second. What has Jesus won? And it's very interesting that when we look at this, that Jesus won for us. The second thing is this, that Jesus won for us on the cross the ability to hear the voice of God. Now you may say, but that's why is that so important? Let me explain. I'll read the scriptures first. And then I will explain John chapter 10. And I'll read from verse, I'll read verses 3 to 4, Jesus speaking. And the Bible says he's speaking. And he says, to him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Verse 4, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. He repeats this in verse 14. And he says, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. He closes it out in verses 27 to 28, and he says the following. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Ladies and gentlemen, what has Jesus given us? He's given us the ability to hear once more the voice of your Father. The voice of the Lord God so that the word of God in any situation you find yourself may come to you where you are with all the ability and all the power necessary to change whatever you are going through to line up with the will and intention of God. I want you to take a study outside of tonight and you will realize that the most, Im- let me use the word, turning point miracles. The ones that turned history, you'll notice, they always involved God speaking to his creation. What did Jesus give you? The ability to hear his voice again. Meaning, there's no situation that you are going through that God cannot intervene because you are now able to hear his voice. Let me explain in simple terms. Isaiah 59. Let me drive this home, if you would allow me, please. Isaiah 59, verse 1. The Bible says, Behold, the the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Neither his his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Hear me well. When, the, when Jesus went to the cross, the barrier between you and God was separated. Meaning, when God sends his word into your world, there's nothing that's going to stop it getting to you or through to you. Psalm 107 verse 20 and then I will move on. Psalm 107 verse 20. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Meaning ladies and gentlemen no matter what you're going through because of what Jesus has done God has a bridge into your circumstances and so will he heal, restore to an original state and so will he deliver you from all your destructions and will come to deliverance in a moment. Third, what has Jesus given us? Kindly turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. And I'm going to read from verses 16 to 18. This is what he won for you. Jesus speaking, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another Comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Verse 18 says i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you pause for a moment that means ladies and gentlemen whatsoever you are going through, please understand that God is not just coming into your circumstances. He is in your circumstances with you. That means wherever you are, whatever you are going through, listen to me very carefully. This is what Jesus won for you. He said, wherever you are now, because of my sacrifice and because it will cause the removal of the sin problem, the Holy Spirit now has a place to dwell with you. Emmanuel becomes a reality. God with us. Hear me well. That means in any situation you are facing, God is with you. Luke 1 verse 37 drives this point home better than I can. The Bible says, For with God nothing, shall be impossible, meaning whatsoever you are going through because of what Jesus has done, hear me well, God is with you, it changes things, you do not qualify as a victim, number four, the Bible says, this is number four, what did Jesus win, and it's this, The ministry of the Holy Spirit was number three. The ministry and person of the Holy Spirit was number three. Number four, and it's this. Kindly turning your Bibles to Philippians four, verses six to eight. What did Jesus win for you? And he won this. Philippians 4, verses 6 to 8, ladies and gentlemen, is key. Because with Jesus' sacrifice and the sin problem being solved, meaning the barrier is removed, as we read earlier, that means when you speak, God hears you. Now, that is what we could refer to as a game changer the bible says the following philippians 4 verses 6 and i'll read to verse 8 the bible says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god Verse 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Ladies and gentlemen, let's understand something. The fourth thing that Jesus gave you was that when you speak, God can now hear you. And I say that without any reservation, because of what Jesus has done. He can hear you. And all of a sudden, prayer takes on a brand new shape. That means when you lift your voice in prayer to God. God will hear. And the Bible says that moment he does so, the peace necessary to keep you calm comes. Why? Because he will answer you. Hear me well. Prayer was designed for it to be answered. Jesus restored that fact, and he says so. John chapter 14, reading from verses 12 to 14, he says that if you ask, and I am paraphrasing, if you ask anything in my name, that, listen carefully, God will do what? Hear you and grant it to you. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Then he says this, that if you ask anything in my name, I, Jesus, will do it so that the Father can be glorified in the Son. Point number four. What has Jesus given you? What has his sacrifice won for you? Your prayers will be answered. Wherever you are in the world, prayers will be be answered. Let's go to the last point before we go to the communion. Number five, what has Jesus won for you? Second Corinthians chapter five, chapter one, I apologize. Second Corinthians chapter one, reading from verse 20. The Bible says this. For all the promises of God, in him are yea, and in him are men, unto the glory of God by us. Ladies and gentlemen, please keep this in your notes. What did Jesus give you? He gave you a covenant. You could liken it. To a suitcase filled with promises, pre approved prayer requests, pre approved demands on God's ability. And the Bible says whenever you come to a promise, because of what Jesus has done, the Bible says that heaven's response is yes, that is yea. Amen is an interesting word. It means, so be it. It's the authorization word. Whenever you come to a promise, because of what Jesus has done today, as the day we commemorate on Good Friday, the promises of God to you are yes and amen. And so ladies and gentlemen, what is the key thing I want you to remember before we come to the communion is this you are no longer a victim and if you are no longer a victim you are a victor you are walking in the victory of Jesus Christ almighty but we're not done We're not done. Now you know what he won for you on the cross. Let's go to the crux of tonight. Because tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we come to celebrate the communion. Two scriptures will set us up for tonight. Kindly turn in your Bible to Isaiah 53, reading from verse 4. Isaiah 53, and I'll read from verse 4. The Bible says the following. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we come to acknowledge two things, the broken body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the blood of Jesus. And the reason I want you to remember Isaiah 53 verse 4 is key, because there was a result for his sacrifice. And the Bible says the following, that you were healed. Healed means restored to an original state. That's why the communion is so powerful because it commemorates the victory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that restores you and I to an original state. That's why it's a celebration. But let's go to what the scriptures say before we take communion tonight. Luke 22, please. Reading from verses 19 to 20. And the Bible says the following. Before he goes to the cross, he does the following. And he says, and he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave it unto them, saying, this is my body which is given for you. Then he makes this statement. This do in remembrance of me, meaning my body has significance Remember. What has the broken body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ won? The five things I just told you and much more. And he says, remember. Verse 20. He said, likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. There are two elements to the communion the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so let me put it in a phrase. Why? Tonight, as we come to the communion table, it is a night for you to remember. Because the broken body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ delivers you from whatever ailed or challenged you. The blood of Jesus delivered you to the Father, safe and sound. Those two things go together. The broken body delivers you from sickness, poverty, being alone. Not hearing God's voice, not being able to make a change, not being able to change your circumstances, not being able to break curses, not being able to break limitations, not realizing that you, those are the things the Bible says, the broken body of our Lord and Savior, that when it was broken, an exchange took place, and you are delivered from. So you are healed by His stripes, you are provided for through the riches of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The curses that sat upon your life, whether you knew it or not, the limitations. The Bible says God replaces them with a blessing. Where you were alone, he sends the Holy Spirit. Where you are unable to face things, he stands with you and he makes a change. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, delivers you from. But if you are delivered from something, you must be delivered to something. And you are not delivered to something, you are delivered to someone. The blood of Jesus moves you from a place where you are not in covenant with God to a place where God says, you are now in my son. That means anything that is in, on, or for my son is as yours. You become a joint heir with Christ. Listen to me very carefully. This is key about tonight. Tonight will deliver you from... Something, but it will deliver you to someone. And that will make the difference. And so ladies and gentlemen, we could go through many things. And before we take the bread and the wine, and then we will pray, let's look at the outcome. What is the one thing That is most important. That Jesus won back for you. What is the result of Him delivering you from and Him delivering you to? Kindly turn in your Bible to Genesis 1, reading from 19. Genesis chapter 2. I apologize. Genesis 2, verse 19. Because remember what we said. The Bible says that because of tonight, you are healed, restored to an original state. What have you been restored to? Let's look at that. Genesis 2 verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called... Every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a meet for him. Pause for a moment. That means, ladies and gentlemen, notice, when God puts his creation to work the first time, what happens? He brings an animal to Adam and he shows him, this is what I want to call it. And Adam says it, and his words stand. The most valuable thing that Jesus has given you back is that now you are restored to that position. When you speak the words of God, the universe will listen. Come with me to Mark eleven twenty-two to 24. Let's drive this point home. Mark 11, 22 to 24, Jesus says the same thing. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, have faith in God, have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Jesus then goes on to verse 24 and says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. He is telling you that when I restore you, listen to me very carefully. When you speak the words of God, the universe will listen. And let's go to the last one. Revelations chapter 5. We're going to read from 9 to 10. Revelations 5, 9 to 10. And can I make a request to the choir while we're doing the communion, the song we sang last to him who sits on the throne, let's rock that. And the Bible says the following, and they sung a new song saying, thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and has redeemed us to God by by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Verse 10. And has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Pause for a moment. The most important thing that Jesus gave back to you is something that is central to a king and a priest. And it is what? Speech. Kings decree. Priests declare. And heaven responds. You are in the most remarkable position because of tonight. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we take the communion, when you lift your voice in prayer tonight, The universe will listen because of what he has done. So ladies and gentlemen, I will ask you to please take out the bread and I had this set up in a particular way and the Holy Ghost is saying something to me and he's saying conclude and I say, okay, and this is my conclusion before we take the communion. to drive home this point so that this particular communion is different. Please hear me wherever you are in the world. And I found this out today, so I'm very excited. What does Jesus give you back that turns the corner? It is speech. You are a king and you are a priest. Your voice is heard in heaven before God And your voice is heard with God on earth. And this is a conclusion. And I found this out today. Jesus Christ performed more miracles with speech than he did with touch. I did a study today. Jesus got more done with his words than he did in any other way. You are not a victim. You are a victor, a king and a priest. Ladies and gentlemen, This communion will make the difference. Please take the bread out. And wherever you are in the world, what constitutes bread for you? Biscuits, bread. If you are dashing to the kitchen to go and get it, then we'll pause for you for a few seconds. And once you take it out, I want you to realize that this is the broken body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And as we take it together, and we will, I want you, once you've done so, I want you to begin to declare that this is what the body has done for me. This is what God intends for me. This is what I'm asking for tonight. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the miraculous will follow you without a doubt. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd ask you to kindly, wherever you are, the Bible says... He took the bread and he said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Ladies and gentlemen, let's take the bread together. if you could open to the wine and ladies and gentlemen for this I will ask you to stand if you are in the auditorium if you would like to stand at home that's fine if you would like to sit down that's absolutely fine and he said after supper that he took the cup and he said this is my blood shed for you of the New Testament and he said drink it and ladies and gentlemen tonight may you step into a new expression of your relationship with God may your kingly and priestly persona become a reality may your words begin to stand and so ladies and gentlemen let's take the blood together you are on the earth however you want to pray I want you to lift your voice I want you to begin to speak the words of God that come to your heart I want you to begin to speak concerning what you're going through I want you to lift your country up where you are where what you're going through what you want to happen but I don't want you to be silent if you can pray in tongues then go ahead and do so the Bible says Jesus did more with his words, that means you are not beyond the reach of God tonight. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than that of Abel. Tonight, we decree that there is a turnaround in your life. You have moved from being a victim to a victor. Lift your voice, Kazalos. Whatsoever you are going through, hear me well that God will hear you. Your circumstances. Lift your voice. Let's worship God together. I'm you are. Just for, Just for one or two more minutes. Your circumstances are changing. If there's anyone believing God for healing. We join in our faith. We join in our faith. in your. our faith. I'm gonna take you to I'm gonna Please hear my words. The Bible says, for with God, Luke 1.37, nothing shall be impossible. Whatsoever miracle you need, it was sealed on Calvary. and therefore we declare as king over you. We say, whatsoever it is that the word God has spoken to you will not fall to the ground your circumstances turn may your impossible seasons become possible testimonies God will step into your season once and for all and ladies and gentlemen my job is done and therefore as we worship kindly celebrate the Lord may God be kind to you